Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right now, COVID-19 is affecting millions, from illness to isolation. If you're a resident of a long-term care home, seeing your loved ones might be difficult. For some, almost impossible. But in one care home in Lethbridge, Alberta, a nursing student made sure that his residents did not face this pandemic alone. Hi, I'm Trish Fagan from the TV show Nurses. This is Notes from the Frontline, a podcast telling personal stories from the heart of the pandemic. Today on the podcast, Carl Abiana, a nursing student and part-time care employee. He shares his story on how he uses technology to bring residents and their families together. Hi, my name is Carla Bellana. I am from Lethbridge, Alberta. I am originally from the Philippines. I moved in Canada in 2012. I'm currently a healthcare aide as well as a volunteer undergraduate nurse employee. And I am heading to my final year of nursing program at the University of Lethbridge. So basically, before COVID-19 pandemic started, um, I was still in school. So I work part-time every other weekends at a continuing care senior home facility here in Lethbridge. So I was still kind of living my normal life after school was diverted into online delivery model. So I was trying to get through and hustle the new normal. But I think I was facing an ethical dilemma, knowing that the facility that I work at are um, dealing with vulnerable people. Uh, Those seniors, I know the staff are already burnt out. They are tired and some of them are like it it feels like they're short staff because people get sick um, and people can't go to work so I felt that urgency and need to step up and help so I talked to my instructor and she says like you know what Carl your requirements can wait and if you think that you are needed go ahead so I pick up more shifts my everyday um, routine at the facility would go as like going there, checking updates, checking staff's uh, temperature, asking them questions, asking the residents questions, assessing them if they're having any symptoms. But also I go into the floors and like common areas and just checking on the staff, like how are you, how are we doing? I think I'm very known at the facility, just being so bubbly and like making sure that everything's a happy day. And I go check the residents. I I actually turn on the radio, dance, sing, and just make them very uplifted and very happy. So seeing the residents, because that time we've been locked on for, I believe, uh, two or three weeks already. And I'm seeing such loneliness for people or residents who get to see their family on a regular basis. And I think some of them understand what's going on. And some of them are probably 
just like breaking the cycle, you know, like they're these residents, they're used to a specific cycle of their lives. And because they're having um, different behavior problems or mental illnesses or such behavior conditions, they are used to on what their day looks like. So I think it got interrupted by having the facility on lockdown that they don't get to see their family. And I was thinking like, you know what, I think they need to talk to their families. I, I think they need to be connected. Like this is a time where everyone needs to connect to one another. I didn't ask for permission from my manager. So I just created a Facebook profile, put the logo of the company. And um, I'm also a lead member of the Resident Family Council. So I have a lot of contacts of families, um, message them like, you know what? Here's what's going on right now. This lockdown's not going to stop us. We will let you connect with your families. So I offered Facebook Messenger video calls, um, phone calls, and FaceTime calls. The first few weeks, it was it was slow, but later on, we get phone calls from families in Lethbridge, um, Calgary, and around the the province, as well as around the country. And we even have phone calls from overseas. In the last two weeks, we had about 60 call logs, which made me so busy because I had to be there and facilitate it because I was using my own devices because the facility don't have iPads, the facility don't have extra iPhones for FaceTime. So I was offering my own devices to like do all those video calls and I need to be there all the time. I was actually working straight, I think about 29 days, no days off. So it, it was intense, but it, it was also heartwarming and very humbling experience to see them um, getting connected with their families. And I think uh, the funniest thing I've experienced was having a resident look at the screen of my iPad and seeing their photo or image or video and seeing it's like, oh, look how terrible I am. Like, is that me? And it was so funny seeing that reaction. And then when their families pop out on the screen, it's like, who is that? Oh, that's you. That's you. It's like, how do they go inside to that screen? So it's really amazing. And it's so funny to see that. But like, I'm always on the side, just making sure that the connection doesn't cut off. So I can get to hear all their conversations. They get to like, remember all the happy memories. And some I, I was so shocked as well. Like we have residents that, you know, that when they see their loved ones, they remember all the things that they had when they were still all right. So um, it was it was amazing to see that one. My story got attention was a family member, they messaged my deans at the university and the college. They they told them that this is a good initiative. And then that person said that if this is what the nursing profession needs, Carl needs a spot. So that was, I was so proud of myself, you know, like having that opportunity. Later on, days goes by, I had to actually stop working for a while because it was final exams, so I need to like focus on my studies. So that that was after like 29 days of working straight. Sometimes I think my heart belongs to the facility and with the seniors. So on my free time, if I have time, like, oh, you know what? I need to unwind. So I go to the facility and just offer calls again and just check on them. And yeah, it, it, it was really, I think like 
Um, working in that facility for two years, I have that deep connection with the residents. I've known them for quite a while now, and I've built a good professional relationship that really touches my heart seeing them that this is going on right now. So it was amazing. But I think that opportunity of like having families connect with their loved ones in the facility didn't stop from there. Ideas keeps on popping. So um, later on, I've realized that, you know what, why not we connect the community? So I touch base with um, community forums and groups on Facebook and asking them like, hey, um, I need help. I need uplifting letters, postcards from the community. You guys send it here that I will distribute to my residents. And they were like, well, that would be so scary because the virus would come in. It's like, well, we're not going to really give out the letters right away. We're going to steam it, hold it for a few days, and just making sure that um, like maximum five days will hold it off and then distribute it. And then the first letters that we received, it was, it was amazing. Like we had 50 cards from the community handwritten. Oh my God. They put so much effort writing 50 letters to all of my residents. That is amazing. And then, yeah, it didn't start from there on my days off. I go outside the facility. I do, I'm not an artist myself. So I do artwork like chalk art. And I call like the people inside. It's like, Hey, let the residents look at the window. I'm outside. I'm like making artwork. It's like, Oh my God. They were just like clapping and then laughing. And then people from the community like honking on the street at me. And then people like the neighbors are like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just making artwork. So it, it was it was a good thing, like just making them like brighten up their day, you know, like although it's not a good art, but still something that would make them happy. So personally, it made me realize that life is short and seniors matter. Um, I know that at the early phase of COVID-19 pandemic, all the attention were faced into critical care, acute care, like the hospital setting. And then later on, it, the wheel turned around. It went to long-term care, senior homes, which is scary because they are the most vulnerable population during this pandemic. And although that some of them are at the end part of their lives, but still each cases of COVID-19 in senior residents is a life. Like that counts one life in there and one senior resident really matters. So I think that like this opportunity or this initiative really just makes me understand that regardless of how old, how complex your condition is, every one of us matters. Another um, realization for me is, aside from us being distant from each other, like socially and physically um, maintaining distance, we need to be connected. That's what I mentioned earlier. Like we breathe the same air. We are humans and we are connected. And naturally, we need to check one another and have each other's back may it be virtually or may it be just a phone call or text away so like connection really matters and also personally i have a philosophy and advocacy as a student nurse or a future nurse that i myself i'm a millennial so people thought they have a perception that millennials are lazy millennials can't do things millennials are this that 
on the other hand, there are positive things being a millennial. Like I myself, I'm a, I am a millennial. I have a lot of knowledge with technology. And with them telling me that I'm a millennial, I can't do nothing, but I was able to make a difference. I was able to change the world in this simple things that I just did. We want to thank Carl for sharing his story with us and working overtime to care for some of our most vulnerable people. You showed us that something as simple as connection and companionship can mean the world to those who need it. Before we say goodbye, Carl wanted us to tell you about the walking school bus. They increase access to education and nutrition for kids in Uganda and India. To find out how you can help, go to www.thewalkingschoolbus.com. Thanks for listening to Notes from the Frontline. We have more stories from nurses, doctors, and volunteers coming up on this season of the podcast, but we're always looking for more. If you or someone you know has a powerful personal story about or related to a frontline worker, go to our website at entertainmentonepodcast.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, feel free to give us a rating and leave us a review, or just share this story with someone who might appreciate it. This episode was produced by Adrian Mahajarin, Kimberly Hickuman, and Alison Bruff. Once again, I'm Trish Fagan. Notes from the Frontline is brought to you by Entertainment One with the support of Global TV, the cast of the TV show Nurses, and ICF Films. If you're in Canada, stream season one of Nurses now on the Global TV app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>